0: Are you ready to inject a little punk rock DIY ethos into your indie author career? Join me, bestselling author Steph Green, for the Rage Against the Manuscript Podcast, where we're gonna explore how to tell your story, find your readers, and build a badass author brand. For more info, check out our website at ww.rageagainsthemanuscript.com. Hey everyone, it's Steph here again, and welcome back to another episode of the Rage Against the Manuscript podcast. Today, I want to talk about this kind of an interesting question that's been coming up a lot in my author mentoring. So, I, if you didn't know, I have started this year doing mentoring for authors, which you can, you know, if you're interested in, you can have a look at at that on the Rage Against the Manuscript website. So this is where I sit down with an author either over like a two hour session or like a longer sort of, you know, once a month for six months or 12 months at a time and what we do is we get really strategic about okay so you know what are your goals as an author you know what do you want your career to look like and how you know how do we get you from where you are now to where you want to be and we kind of look really strategically at the catalog that you've got and how we can make the most of it and and your backlist and how we can really like punch that up and how you can kind of Stop doing things that, you know, aren't pushing your career forward and and make really strategic decisions and stuff. And so we talk a lot about this kind of thing on the mentoring course, and one thing that's been coming up again and again and again is um, authors who are talking about, you know, well, you know, I'm writing like four series at once at the moment. So I've got like book two in this series to write, then I'm going to write like book four in that series, and then I'm going to write book one in that series, and then book two in that series. And so they're, you know, they're spreading their efforts over several different series. Or they kind of got like one or two series that they're working on, Um, you know, one series that they're finishing off and they're like, you know, starting a new series and they're wondering, is it going to be better to, you know, release the books one, two, three like that, boom, 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 as fast as they can. Or is it a better idea, you know, is it a more strategic idea to go one book in this series, one book in that series, then back to that series, then back to that series two? You know, what, what's strategically, what's better? And so I thought we would talk about that today because I thought that was a really interesting sort of question, really interesting idea so now this is obviously going to be mainly relevant to people who have the goal of you know, indie publishing really successfully the people who are publishing you know four books eight books that kind of thing you know lots of books a year um, and they're trying to write fast and they're trying to hit the market and they're trying to make a living um, but it is also relevant to you know, all authors, because we all get this kind of pull of new ideas, and, you know, we we deal with the sort of issues that I'm going to be talking about. So, it's relevant for everybody, but I think you'll find this particularly interesting if you are an author who is trying to, you know, write fast, and hit the market, and make a living. Now, so first I want to talk about the two different sort of strategies and the pros and cons of each. So the first one is, I don't really have like a technical name for this, so I just call it like the boom 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 release, which is where you just release book one in a series, and then as soon as possible you get book two out, as soon as possible you get book three out, and you just go, you just focus on that one series, boom boom boom, which is why I call it that. Now, generally speaking, if you you know, if you're comparing the two in, in in simple numbers game, generally speaking, boom 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 is going to be more successful, and it, it's just because there's a shorter time between releases, which means that there is a less time for your readers to forget about you. So what I mean by this is that we've talked a lot about sell through, which is you know where certain number of readers will read book one and then some of those readers will say, Okay, well I finished this book but it's not really for me and you know they put down the series and that's fine because they're not your actual readers. But what happens is is that a certain number of readers will read that, that book and go, oh i really like to know what happens next. But in the time between them finishing book one and book two coming out, some readers are going to forget about you. I'm sorry to tell you, but it's just a fact. It's especially true in high-volume genres um, with lots of whale readers. So if you're in a genre like romance or like fantasy, where you have readers who read, you know, a book a day or two to three books a day, you know, these are the kind of readers that they, you know, they just, they can't keep track of every open series that they're reading. So something sometimes they just forget. And the longer that you go between releases in a series, the more of these readers who would have continued the series, but who then f- subsequently forget that you exist, that, the, the, you know, that number will increase and so if you're doing a boom 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 release then you are decreasing the time between the the books in the series and you you increase the amount of readers that will continue through that series so so generally speaking you're going to get a higher sell-through from book to book on a boom 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 release uh, now the other you know the other advantages is that if you you write a series you write book one you write book two and you know you're, you're seeing that it's not hitting the market you know you you're not getting very good, you know, very good results. And if you do that, then, you know, hopefully you're going to be able to, you know, rejig things so that you can finish the series sooner than you intended. So, you know, if you do a book one and you are intending to do a trilogy and book one is a bit lackluster, then, you know, you, you can hopefully figure out how you can maybe write it in a duet and finish it in two books instead. Same if you're going to write a five book series, you know, if you could try and figure out if you can finish it in three books. So, you know, books that don't hit very well, try and get them, you know, get them finished in a shorter amount of time. And if you can do that, then, you know, doing a boom, boom, boom release on this series, even though it's a, you know, it's mediocre, it's not doing very well. This, you know, again, you're going to do better than if you spread it out. But also, you know, you, you don't have it hanging over your head for so long. You know, you might need a couple of months to finish off the thing, and then it's done, it's over. You can move on to the next thing, done, completed, and then in you know six months' time, you can put out a box set. You can make a little bit extra money. So it's all it's all done, it's all good. And you know, for some people that like you know that ability to finish something and get it off the desk, move on to the next thing is you know sort of mentally wise, it is really awesome. So that's another big advantage of the boom, boom, boom. The downside of the boom, boom, boom method is something that I call the 75% rule. Now, for you, this may be more like a two-thirds of the way rule, um, but I find it hits somewhere between, yeah, between two two-thirds of the way through a book, or about seventy-five or eighty-five percent of the way through a book. And this happens in every single book I write, and it also happens in every series I write. Which means that when I'm seventy-five percent, roughly, through the series, this hits. And what it is is, it's a point where you suddenly go, "Holy crap!" I've got all these kind of open threads that I now have to tie together and the the sort of the pressure of making the story work starts to get to you. And you start looking at the story and thinking, it's terrible, I'm an awful writer, I'm never gonna get this done, I you know, I'm a complete hack. You, you know, this is when the imposter syndrome really kicks in. And you know, this is definitely true for me. Um, but, you know, talking to lots of other authors, you know, this happens to other people as well. And it tends to happen near the end of a book, you know, when you're trying to, to get everything together, you know, it's not new anymore, you've lived with the story for a little while, you just, you can't see the excitement of your idea anymore, all you can see is all this work you have to do. And, you know, it really, really does happen in the series format as well. So it happens near the end of a series when you've got all these open threads of all, you know, not just one book, but several books coming together in those final books. And you've also got the pressure of all the readers who have read the series. And you're thinking, oh gosh, you know, I want to give them something that's really satisfying. And, you know, I, can I do that? I don't think I can. You know, I'm so scared. And it sucks. And the only way to get through the 75% rule is to just push through it and you know if you can give me a you know a methodology to get through this I would love to know about it but um I you know there really is no you know no way out but through and you know when you are a boom 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 writer you have to live in that 75% world um you know, exclusively for days or weeks while you tackle that thing and it's you know it's it's not it's not fun and the the 75% rule is basically the reason why I think and certainly when talking to my mentoring clients um, you, you know why why they're starting to realize is why we like to swap around between different books so writing multiple series at once if you like the creativity of jumping around a lot you know so you, you know you, you write 2,000 words in this book and then suddenly you're like no bored with that I want to write another character then you can jump to another book and that that's really cool you know that really excites some people um, you know often you're you're working on things and you, you know yeah it's something when exciting happens, so, you know, you're working on your, you know, your main series and suddenly you wake up and you're like, I've got this genius idea and you're so much more excited about the genius idea than you are about the series that you're currently writing. Um, you know, some people get more done if they jump around like this. And in some ways, I kind of find this, and in some ways, I kind of don't. So I tend to find that doing a boom, boom, boom series... Still need to think of a better title for that. Doing a boom, boom, boom series, generally speaking, I will write that faster than if I'm you know, if i jumping around between different series, and that's because I'm immersed in that world, so I don't have to relearn things about the books and things about the characters every time before I start a new book, and like I don't have to keep going back and checking quite as much, whereas if I'm jumping around between books, if I write a book in, say, series two, then and I have to go back to series one. I had, series two has basically completely wiped the knowledge that I had about series one, and so I have to go back and you know rejig things and re figure things out. And so, from that perspective, it takes longer. And, and also, certainly, I find this a little bit, and some people find this a lot, that it can take a bit to get back into a series. Like, you, you know, you might start off you know, sort of only been able to to get a thousand words a day because you just haven't quite got that character in your head yet. You know, you haven't quite slipped back into their body because you're still in the body of this other character. Whereas if you're boom, boom, booming it, you're just in that character's head and their mind all the time. So that's, you know, that's one factor. But then on the other hand, what I've been finding lately is that I've been kind of, I've been sort of trying to really improve my word count. So I'd like to get up to I sort of you know on a good day I can do four thousand words a day and I'd like to increase that to around five to six thousand I'd like that to be re- I'd like four thousand to be my really easy sort of day rather than a push and I'd like five to six thousand to be something I can do pretty casually and what I'm finding is that I can if I can do four thousand and then my extra thousand words or extra two thousand words if they're on a different project that's at a different stage, then I can push those out much easier than if they're on the same project. So we can do 4,000 words of a book that I'm about halfway through, you know, so a book I'm, you know, at maybe that 50,000 word mark. And then I can swap over to a book that I'm only just starting to write. So I'm doing my my rough skeleton draft stage. And then it's really easy for me to, to smash out another thousand words on that. And what that means is that by the time I finish a book and I go to start the next book, I've got a thousand words on that project. And that project will be a project that is outside of the series I'm currently writing because I can't write a book and then also be starting to write the next book in the series like that's just that did not make sense to me but I can do it on a book in a completely different series so in some ways um, you, know, uh, uh, you know, depending on what, what techniques that you find work for you, you may find that boom 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 goes faster or you may find that multiple series at once actually helps you to go faster. Other advantages to multiple series at once are, obviously, if you have a flop of a series, then what you can do is immediately jump to something else. So if you do book one in a series and book two in a series, and they're selling pretty meh, instead of writing book three the next month, you can go, well, hey, I'm just going to write book one in a brand new series that I think is going to hit a bit better. And this is a very easy, you know, thing to kind of fall into because... You know, one of the problems we face as indies, especially indies who rapid release lots of books in a year, is that we're very tied to short-term results um, because we need to pay our mortgages and things like that. I have definitely fallen into this trap, especially in 2020, where I had, you know, I already had one open series, uh, which was Nevermore Bookshop. Uh, mysteries, needed a couple more books to finish. and I started a new series after my Kings of Miskatonic series finished. Now, this new series that I started was sort of what is a concept called Series 2.0. Where you take, you you look at a really successful series that you've done and you go, okay, well, what made this series really successful? And how can I repeat that in a new series to kind of capture all those readers and, you know, continue to grow my audience? So I tried to Series 2.0, my super successful series, and it didn't work. In fact, it completely flopped. And so I got book one done on that series and I was starting to write book two and then I woke up with this with this idea and I was super excited about this idea and I was like I think this is gonna hit the market much better than you know book one of my series 2.0 series and so I Dropped book two of the other series, wrote book one, and I was right, it definitely did hit better. But now the problem is that I've got two or basically three open series, and I need to figure out what to do next. So, um, but now I've got book two of my series 2.0 series on pre-order and so I need to get that book done so I can't write book two of my new more successful series until I've written book two of that other series so I have to go back to write that series and then I get to go back and write book two of the next series and then Nevermore Bookshop the pre-order for that is ready to rock so now you know it's coming up so now I've got to go back and write that book before I can write book three of the the more successful series And, and, and on and on it goes So this is, you know, it's kind of an upside, but it's also a downside of, you know, doing multiple series at once, because what ends up happening, and we kind of talked about the 75% rule, what ends up happening is that you end up with, you know, all these series that you have to, you know, that have books due, and that can put that kind of pressure on you that starts to build towards that 75% rule and what also happens is that you tend to get lots of series where you're going to be writing book three or book four or you know the final books in the series one after the other so we, we know, because we've talked about this already, that later in the series, things tend to get a bit harder to write and you, you, you get a bit more stressed because you're trying to you know, tie up all those loose ends and you've got the pressure of readers who are expecting the book, which makes that feeling and that stress kind of worse. And if you're boom, boom, booming it, you get that one book at a time. And then you finish the series, and then you get to start again with a shiny new book. And shiny new books are the most fun books to write, because you don't have anything to tie up, you don't have any reader expectations, you're just having heaps of fun. And you're really excited about the idea, because it's new and shiny, and all the characters are new, and it's wonderful. So you get to go boom, 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 you have the, the shitty last book in the series, which are always hard to write, and then you get to move on immediately to a shiny new book what happens if you do multiple series at once is that you tend to be chasing that feeling of the shiny new book all the time because you're stuck in this you you're writing a series and then you start thinking oh i've got this shiny new idea and so you get shiny new idea syndrome and you're you're chasing that shiny new idea but then what tends to happen is that you've got like three series running concurrently and so you're going to end up at some point if you're swapping between them, having to write all those hard books at the end of the series, one after the other. And this is the situation I have found myself in right now, um, because I, you know, it's very important to me, we're going to talk about this in a sec, it's very important to me that as an author, I finish series, because that's going to be, that's part of my branding. And that's more sort of a long-term thinking thing. But so I'm in the situation now where I'm writing books three and four of, the, of my you know series that's selling quite well right now, which is called Stonehurst Prep. I'm writing the final, I've got to write the final book of my series 2.0 series. And I've got to write the final Nevermore Bookshop book. Now Nevermore Bookshop, I've decided, is actually going to continue beyond this book, um, but just probably like one book a year. So there's not so much pressure, um, and and the books after this book are going to be kind of standalone-ish. So it's not going to be heaps of pressure on that. But I think that's what I've just des- I think that's what I've decided to do. But I sort of because this book finishes a big story arc. I'm sort of calling it finish. But anyway, so this is what you end up doing. So I'm basically looking at four four months or so of just constant writing in this like 75% space where I'm you know having to stress about reading expectations and tying up all the loose ends of a series and I have to then go back and read all of those other two series you know all those other books again so that I get in the space of those characters so it is not fun I'm not super looking forward to it but it's very important to get done and once it's done I am going back to boom 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 And so this is what I want you to be aware of. I think it's really, really important if you are considering doing multiple books at a time to ask yourself why it is that you feel that you want to do that. Because the downsides in a lot of ways, there are more downsides to this than there are to just boom, boom, boom. The other thing that you want to think about is that whatever you do becomes part of your brand and so this is sort of a a, you know long term thing like short term you know readers they just you know they just want books and you know they will you know to a certain extent they will wait until you know whenever you get the book done and some of them will read it, we've talked about some of them will forget, and that's definitely true, um, but some of them will read it because they want to know what happens. But over the long term, as readers become fans, they start to they, they notice these things. And it becomes, because a brand, an author brand, is not something that you give yourself. It's something that the readers, you know, it's reader defined. It's defined by what readers think of when they think of you. And the promise that you make to them when you put out a book, which says, you know, this book, you know, if you read me, this is the experience you're going to have. And part of that experience is, is you know, how often do book are books released and how often are you know, how often can a reader get through the next books in a series. And so if you are releasing crazy things all over the place, but readers think, oh well, you know, she's putting out this book one, but she's put out like three other book ones all in a row. So I might not get the conclusion of this series for another year or or even more, if I even get it at all then that becomes part of your branding and over time it'll make readers, you know, want want to not buy your book ones because they don't know if they're gonna get a conclusion of the series. It you know, it can make them sort of annoyed when they see a new book one because you'll be neglecting the series they want, you know, it becomes part of your branding. And, you know, certainly some authors do really well, even with this being part of their branding. Um, But I choose to believe that I'm not going to be one of them. And so I want my branding to be, you know, this is an author that finishes the books that she writes. And, you know, over time, I want readers to to, to trust me, to trust that when they pick up a book one in a series, they're going to get a really satisfying conclusion sooner rather than later if you are going to do this you know if you're thinking about you know you you've got one series going at the moment you really want to start a new thing what i urge you to do is to be really strategic about that so there are times when this is a really good idea and I will tell you about a time when it was a really good idea for me, which was basically in 2019, when I was writing the Nevermore Bookshop series, and it was doing pretty well. And I was super happy, and I, I basically released, boom, 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 what books 1, 2, 3, 4? And I was starting to work on the next book, and then I caught this idea for, the, for the my bully romance series, Kings of Miskatonic Prep and I saw that that trend was rising in the store and that I had an opportunity right now to be one of the first authors to hit that trend. If I had gone, okay, but I want to finish the Nevermore Bookshop series first and wrote two more books and then released my book in my Miskatonic series a few months later, I might not have had the success with that series that I experienced. Um, I, you know, I firmly believe that that part of the success of that series was simply being the first book to market, and you're one of the first books to market, and so there are times when dropping a series to, you know, to pick up an idea, it's an idea that's especially particularly trendy right now, is a very good thing to do. So I don't want to sit here and give you a prescriptive rule that says don't do this, don't do multiple series at once. I just want to say if you're thinking about it, then be really strategic. So one reason that it would be a good idea is, to, you know, if there is a rising trend and you think you can contribute something to that trend really quickly, then I would I would jump on that. You know, I've had really good experiences with that. So, you know, if that's, if that's you, it's a good reason. When I did this, my series that was open had four books in it. So it was you know, it was still a long series, relatively long series in my genre, um, even though it wasn't finished. So that's an important thing to, to to think about, that I didn't start, you know, I also didn't start this new series um, with only one or two books in that old series. So they already could sort of, you know, my readers could already sort of see that, you know, I wasn't really jumping around willy-nilly. Now, sort of more to this, say for example you have a long series this happens to a lot of authors they have a, you know they they write a long series continuing series which basically forms the majority of their income and so you, you know they think well I, you know, I'm scared to go outside of this. You know, I'm scared to drop this series. I don't want to finish it completely, but I'm a bit creatively tapped out on it. You know, I'm a bit sick of writing the same characters or the same world. I want just, you know, creatively, I want to do something a bit different. So when you have a long series, um, you know, 10 books or something like that, you can start to, you know, one way that you can manage this in a strategic way is to start to just push out the time between those releases. So if you have a series that's just continually making you money, then instead of releasing five books a year in that series, maybe you only do three books a year in that series, and you push out the time between those releases a little bit, and, you know, Generally speaking, you know, fans are fans that have followed you for ten books in a series. Not that many of them are going to forget about you, you know. If the book takes an extra month or two to get out, like you know, that that number of people that are just going to plain forget is not going to be as high as if the series was say like one or two books in. But that time in between, where you push out those releases, is the time that you can spend writing, you know, more like kind of quirky projects, more you know, side projects that you're excited about, and that's how I would be very strategic about that. Now, the other thing to think about when you're being strategic about this is to try and work on, you know, if you want to work on two series at once, is to maybe try to do it, you know, try to think about having a workhorse series and a quirky series or two workhorse series but you want to have a workhorse series in there now what do i mean by that so a workhorse series is a series that is very closely tied to your genre's conventions so for example i write paranormal romance and So, for example, I write paranormal romance. And one of the things that you learn quite quickly about paranormal romance is that the majority of readers want, um, you know, basically a couple of different things. They want fated mates, shifters, generally werewolves, sometimes dragons. Um, and they, you know, they, they want vampires um, or they want sort of more like kind of Sort of complex um, urban fantasy ish worlds with kind of lots of different supernatural creatures, and you know, often there can be you know, I tend to call those witchy books because often they're about witches or fae or things like that rather than you know those other books which are vamp- very definitely vampires or very definitely shifters with their own specific tropes. So, if you write books like that, those are your workhorse series in the genre. So you're hitting kind of what we call like evergreen content. So you write a vampire series now, and it uses the the sort of the evergreen tropes and the things that readers love. In five years time, that vampire series is still kind of relevant. But if you write, say, a mermaid series there was kind of a a period a few years ago where there was all these really beautiful mermaid covers that were coming out from cover designers and lots of people snapped them up and we all sort of said oh mermaids are going to be the next big trend and they never were because it's not one of the the things that you know that readers really want now sometimes those books can hit really big usually they don't but often they're the things that we as authors really want to write, like really want to explore. And that's what I call a more of a quirky series. So, you know, it's a little thing that you, that you kind of do. Um, it's you're know, probably never going to sell as well as your workhorse series, um, but as you continue to build your brand, you know, over time those books still sell. And, you know, creatively it fulfills you and that's really important. So what I'd be thinking about here is, if you're doing multiple series, is to be strategic and make sure that at least one of the series is a workhorse series with evergreen tropes in your genre. And that gives you the space and the the kind of like stress-free, you know, trying to help you relieve that stress of having like two or three quirky series going on at once. So that's just what we're trying to do. It's what we're trying to talk about. So, basically, that's all I sort of have to say about this, um, is, you know, if you are thinking about writing multiple series at once, um, is to think about strategically how you would like to do, how you would do that, you know, to make sure it's really successful, and to think about personally, emotionally, why it is that you're interested in doing that, and if it's actually the best idea for your brand and if it's actually the best idea for your writing style because it can feel like a really good idea because you are excited about the shiny new you know book one of the series but if you pull back a little bit and look at it kind of you know look at why are you excited about that is it just because you're feeling the pressure and is it better to push through and tick a series off your list than it is to start book one immediately. So I just want you to ask yourself and think about that. If you've enjoyed this discussion and these kind of thoughts about being more strategic as an author and you're interested in author mentoring, then I would head on over to the Rage Against the Manuscript website, the Work with Steph tab, and you can find out all about my mentoring. And I've still got a few slots available for this year, so would love to talk to you, if that's the kind of thing you're interested in. If not, no worries at all. I'm going to be back in a couple of weeks with the next podcast, and we're going to talk about something else interesting about writing or publishing. And I I reckon, well, I hope you're going to love it. That's all from me today. Thanks for listening, and happy writing.